Wednesday. It's Aspen, the better half of the Summers Twins. And Ashley, the best half of the Summers Twins. We have some very exciting guests for you today. But first, it's time for our Good News Minute. Inspirational in it. I'm not sure what Aspen doesn't understand about the fact that that won our poll. I still think it was rigged. I couldn't figure out how to vote, so... Well, more than one people voted, (laughs) and so... Yeah, but what if 90% of our listeners believe that it should be Good News Minute, but all of them couldn't figure out how to vote either? Well, then they can comment on this episode and tell us. But what if they can't figure out how to comment? Then they can call us. Okay. For our inspirational in it today, we are talking about our favorite thing, ice cream. So there is this ice cream shop in Washington, D.C. called Everyday Sunday. And it was started by this man named Charles Foreman, who it had always been his dream to start an ice cream shop. And when everything derailed during COVID, he decided to follow his dream. Um, But he would often have kids who didn't have money or even homeless people coming into his shop. And instead of turning them away, he would just give them free scoops of ice cream. And so one day there were people in his store who saw him doing this and they were really inspired by that so they decided to donate some money to him to help cover the cost of that ice cream that he was giving away and then people just kept seeing this happen so more and more people would give him extra money when they bought their ice cream cones and asked to be paying for the next customers who came in but then if those customers could pay then they would offer to pay for the next people and it just created this whole chain of people donating and so now he is able to give out ice cream to kids and anybody who comes in who can't afford to buy ice cream isn't that so cute yeah that's such a good thing to sponsor is ice cream because i mean obviously people need like daily necessities but We don't really think enough about people who can't afford fun things like ice cream. And they deserve it too. You know, that's what I talked about in my last blog post is you need to add a little sprinkles to your life. Like everyone needs a little bit of extra happiness. Mm -hmm. If I tell people about our ice cream dream, is that, will that be like copyrighted or can someone else steal it? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to tell everyone something top secret, but don't steal it because we have proof that it was our idea. Yeah, we'll know it was you. Yeah. Well, everyone will know it was them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, they stole it from us. Okay, so don't steal this because this is our dream. Um... We want to open an all-you-can-eat ice cream buffet, like a frozen yogurt shop, except you just, like, pay one price, and then you can stay there all day and eat as much ice cream as you want. We haven't exactly figured out how we're going to make money off of that yet, but I think that we can all agree that would be the most fun thing ever. Like, wouldn't you just, doesn't that sound like heaven? Yeah. Just sit there all day and eat ice cream? Speaking of sweet things like ice cream, in this episode we are interviewing Brittany and Justin Charbonneau. Speaking of sweet things like ice cream, in this episode we are interviewing Brittany and Justin Charbonneau, who are pretty much the epitome of inspiration because they both went from careers at Otterbox to chasing after their own dreams. And so Justin is the owner of Sugar Tats Cookie Company, You might recognize him from the Christmas Cookie Challenge on Food Network. And Brittany is an elite professional runner. Um, She is known for winning all of the races in the Dopey Challenge at Disney last year. And she is also a comedian, so she is known as the Funny Runner. And she does improv and comedy shows. And they were both just so inspiring and so much fun to talk to. And we think that you will love listening to this episode. It's a little bit of a long one, but we promise you it's worth it, and we are sure that you will be as inspired by them as we were. So without further ado, here is Brittany and Justin Charbonneau. First of all, thank you guys so much for agreeing to do this. We're so excited to get to talk to you guys. Uh, Thanks for having us. Um, We love your dad. (laughs) That's good. We do too. <laughs> wow, he's the best. So when he reached out, we were like, Lonnie, anything you need, 1 million percent yes. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, we, we really appreciate yeah. it. So our first question is just, we were wondering if you could each tell us a little bit about your journey and how you decided to take the leap and Justin start your own business and Brittany pursue running professionally because obviously both take a lot of courage and um, aren't super like clear paths, but we think it's really inspiring that you're both pursuing your dreams and we're just wondering what inspired you to do so. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'll go first since mine kind of came first. Yeah. Um, so I um, started running when I was in eighth grade and ran all through high school um, and at the end of college and just really loved running. Um, but I never would have thought that it could be. I was literally just um, walking with this kid that I'm kind of mentoring in high school. And I was like, if you would have told me in high school that I would be a professional runner one day, I would have laughed and I would have been like, there's no possible way. It would be cool. But like, there's no way. So um, I just kept running because I loved it. Like there was nothing like I didn't really think that it could be a career path. I didn't know if I had what it took, um, but I just kept going because I loved it. And I just started chipping away at just goals over the years and over the years. And um, in 2017, I won a race here in Denver. And that was kind of like a moment of, holy smokes, like maybe if I work really hard and if I kind of focus on this, I can do this. And so right after that, Justin and I got married and, um, I was like, I'm going to quit my job. Like right before we get married, I'm going to quit my job. And he was like, great, I'll support you. And I'm so grateful he did because that really opened up the door of taking pressure off of getting to pursue it. Because when you start chasing a big dream, usually there's not a viable financial way to make it happen. To be honest, like, um, like I didn't have, I was making no money, um, anything like that. And like, I was just had the support of Justin. So, um, like started to do that. So I went, I started racing professionally right after that. And then kind of, again, just started to chip away at my goals and just play with different, um, different races, different distances and running. And, um, it's kind of led to where I'm at now, you know, like I'm training, I have a, uh, the world championship or the, um, qualifying race for world championship in two weeks. And I'm like, is this my life? Like, really like I, I run and then I like just race, like this is my dream. So, um, it's been a really, really long time. So I've been running for like 20 years and it really isn't until the back half of, you know, that those 20 years that I've started to really see the fruits of all the labor and all the love that I have for the sport. So, um, that's kind of like how I've gotten like a lot of persistence and how I've gotten into running. Yeah. So I've been running and then Justin started baking Yeah, because I was hungry. <laughs> I think one of the big things too is when Britt was making the decision to like quit her job and pursue running and it was a scary thing. And I think finances really came into it because it's, well, we have things to pay for. And I was grateful that I had a good job that allowed her to take that leap, but it didn't mean that it was easy. Um, and so I think, and I, I say that about Britt's part of the story because that's what inspired me to do cookies. Um, I, we had some friends over and it was her coach and her coach's husband and I did, we just made, I just made cookies and I fell in love with it and I had no idea what was going to happen. And I started just baking on the weekends and taking them into work and, uh, and just kind of, it became this fun little passion project. But then the more I did it, the more I wanted to keep doing it and keep doing it and taking on more orders and developing my skills and practicing. And, um, it's been a pretty crazy fun journey, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, watching Britt go through what she went through, uh, for, you know, taking that leap of, you know, it's, I think you take the, take the baseline of if there's something you really, really love to do and really are excited about, if you don't chase it, whether it's going to work or not, you'll never know if it will. And watching Britt kind of take that leap was really inspiring for me to then have this random cookie. Like when I was 30 years old, I started baking cookies, never thought that would happen. And I was like, but watching what she had done, I was like, why not? Why not go for it? Why not see what happens? And now it's turned into this really fun business that I've been able to reach a bunch of people, meet a bunch of people and create really fun treats for people. And I provide carbs for Brit. So it's a win. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that is just really amazing that both of you, it wasn't something that you had always planned on doing. And I think that's something that is really hard, even being young people, but I think for everybody to accept that you don't have to follow the path that you originally intended. And um, for both of us, we're not in the places that we thought we were right now. I don't know if you know anything about like what we're doing but we are USC students but we're both taking the semester off and that's not something that either of us like ever envisioned but we're finding 
ourselves a lot more fulfilled than we ever expected to be. And so I think it's just really cool that you were able to follow your passions and just let life take you where it was meant to, I guess. Yeah, I think it's so important. I think that, um, I think there's so many pressures from younger and younger ages that I keep finding that people are like trying to figure out what they're doing with their life in high school or college. And it's like, or even like in their twenties. And it's, I don't know, from our experiences, it's like, just keep, keep doing what makes you happy and keep doing what is like fulfilling you. You guys taking a semester off? Hell yeah. Like do that because it's fulfilling you. And I promise pieces just start to come together. And you, even if you plan something out, it's never going to go according to plan. So why force it? Just like letting things happen as part of the magic of getting to live is, you know, having that spontaneity. I think people are trying to force so much nowadays because it's like what we can control. Um, but I, I think from our perspective, it's just been so much more fun to go with it, go with the flow and just see what happens because like there's magic in that. Yeah, I love that, that there's magic in that. Speaking of like going with the flow and having fun, obviously, um, it sounds like you guys really enjoy what you do, but I imagine there's a lot of challenges. How do you stay positive and stay focused on like the fun aspects and the reasons why you're doing these things? Um, I... <laughs> Um, Justin's seen me at my worst. Um, uh, well, your worst is not that bad. Um, what was the question? How do we say, how do you like stay positive and, um, focus on the fun? I think for me, it's also, it's for me personally, it's been, um, letting myself feel the crappy times actually, because I think like I have a persona that I'm, you know, happy and the funny runner and, all of these things. But I think once I've started to let myself remember that I'm human and that I have to feel the lows and I have to, to get my highs, I have to feel the lows. That's actually been a better um, way for me to stay positive net, like net positive versus like mm -hmm. trying to like push down all the negative or not sharing that. And so for me, it's been being willing to be a little bit more, more vulnerable, not only with like my outward things that I put out, but especially to Justin, letting him know I'm having a really rough day I had a really crappy workout, you know, whatever those pieces are. So for me, it's been like putting out a little bit, actually a little bit more negativity in a sense um, has really helped me net positive, I think. Yeah. I think I kind of do the same thing. It's, I think I've told Chris sometimes too, it's like, we're like bummed or stressed or freaked out or whatever. It's like, you have to sit in it. I think just mm -hmm. like, we kind of have a very similar mentality, but like, I can't know how to get through something unless I truly allow myself to go through that thing. Um, and I think for a long time, I just bottle things up or I just push things aside. And I'm like, well, it's fine. I'll just get through it. And what I realize is I'm actually not learning how to grow through these hard moments, but I'm just pushing them aside. And then they just keep coming up as they will. But I don't know how to get through them when I push them aside. So yeah, for me, it's like really diving in and being like, why is it this way? And it's okay that it's this way. It's okay that I'm overwhelmed with work and cookies and it's okay that I'm overwhelmed, but what am I going to do about it? So next time I get overwhelmed, because it's inevitably going to happen, what am I going to do? And and so I think that's, you know, Britt and I have very similar mentalities about that. It's like, accept it. And like leaning on each other. Like, I think we have learned to lean on each other. And when one of us is having a, like a rough day, the other one picks up the slack and the other one is there to help. So I think like having that support system mm -hmm. in however that looks in your life has been so important to us. And then for us too, it's like, okay, well, what are we doing? we can live in those moments, but then what are we going to do to have, to switch it and have fun? Like we have a joke with each other that, um, we, anytime someone's having just a rough day, one of us will like, for example, open the fridge and be like, uh, did you see, do you know if we have a new outlook on life in there? <laughs> um, and we like hide that or we'll be like, did you see that sign that we just passed in the car? Like, I think it said it's, uh, finding a new outlook on life. And that's always kind of our reset that makes us like, smile and giggle and then be like, oh, right. Like we need to like, we need to chill out. So um, it's kind of like, that's kind of what we do. <laughs> I think that's super important because I think there's a lot of pressure to always be positive and be happy. And I mean, even just because it's not fun to feel stressed or overwhelmed or disappointed, but I think that um, you can't really just stop feeling that way. You have to like get through it. Like I, uh, I used to get super nervous for like tests and auditions and things like that. And I had a teacher one time who said like, if you just keep thinking about how you need to not be nervous, it's going to make you more nervous. But if you just let yourself feel nervous, then 
the nerves will just go away. And also just like you said, learning how to deal with those negative emotions instead of trying to push them down that allows you to enjoy the positives and the fun more because like how can you be happy if you don't know what it's like to not be happy I think right, um, totally. and I also I loved what you said about leaning on each other because I mean Aspen and I we talk about sometimes how we think we're kind of like a married couple because um, <laughs> we just are like each other's best friends um and so I think that that relationship is really important when you're having a hard time. Um, but I'm also curious, especially since both of you have kind of non-traditional career paths, um, when things aren't going super well or you're both facing challenges, do you feel like that ever sometimes, I guess, puts a strain on your relationship or makes it harder? Because I mean, like sometimes if Aspen's really stressed out about something and I'm in a good mood, then I start getting stressed because I'm just like around that energy. So I guess I'm just curious how you kind of maintain a positive relationship with each other through the hard times. Yeah, I can speak to this one. <laughs> I'm the one that gets way more stressed. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's 100% true. Um, you know, I think there's, there's a level of connectedness that Britt and I have, which is why we're married and all that, why we were drawn to each other. But when one of us is, is feeling stressed or in a bad mood, of course, it's going to kind of spill out onto the other person a little bit. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think like for me, the way I manage a lot of a lot of it, if she's very, very stressed, it's very easy for me to get stressed and it definitely happens. Um, but what I try to do is like not overthink it. Um, it's very similar to like you were saying with your auditions and like being nervous. I try so hard to not make her day worse if she's going through something that I'm like, oh, what should I not do instead mm -hmm. of like just being myself? And then it turns out I'm always like I'm in her way or I'm just annoying or whatever because I'm just trying to overly help. And so it's a bit of that communication that we've had over the years of, I used to do that a lot. And it was just like frustrating for her, but she didn't know how to tell me because she was, there's bigger problem. Like, and it was just a lack of communication at the end of the day. But uh, for me, I, I have to level set and just, just like understand that we are very different people, though we're so similar, like her job, my job, completely different jobs, mm -hmm. um, even both being non-traditional where hers is physically exerting, mine is mentally exerting. Hers is also mental, like we have different elements that I have to level set and be like, okay, we are different people. She handles things a little differently than I do. So what can I do to compliment her even in the bad times? And I think she does a really good job of, for me, I kind of just slump down. And if I get really stressed with work and cookies and all the things, I just shut down. And she like really pries at me to open me back up and like, well, do this. Do you really need to do that? Do you really need to do this? I think it just comes down like the core of everything is communication yeah. and not being afraid to ask questions or say what you need or don't need. I think like that's actually been clutch for us. So I think communication is just like the gold standard, which just like, takes a lot of practice. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like that's the thing that Aspen and I fight about the most is like, we don't want to upset each other. So we'll just sometimes be like walking on eggshells, especially if we know the other one's in a bad mood. And then we're like, can you just give an opinion? Can you just, say what yeah. you need and um, you want to go to dinner <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel like um sometimes we think that it's helpful to just like stay out of the way or not try to upset the other person but then that prevents you from really being there for them mm -hmm. um and I guess taking a step back do you want to share how you two met because you like you said you have very different careers um so how did how did you meet? We actually started with the same career. <laughs> so oh. when we met, yeah. um, we were both in the exact same position at Otterbox, and mm -hmm. um, we were doing the same field marketing role just in different cities. So it's funny that I didn't even think about that that we actually started in the same same career, same career, yep, and same then, exact role. Yeah, and then it kind of just evolved from there. Like I had, um, I was working at Otterbox and um, just doing like a just my like desk job in marketing. And I was just, my like soul was telling me that I needed to be running. I didn't know what that looked like. So I think my like gut was screaming at me, like you need to be running. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, how am I going to be a runner? What does that even look like? Um, but I just trusted it. And, um, you know, luckily enough, Justin was willing to support me <laughs> as I like decided to be a runner. Yeah. We, you know, it's kind of funny. We were talking earlier about how like not trying to force things to happen, just kind of letting things be and see where it organically goes. 
Um, I'd been at Otterbox. I still work at Otterbox. I've been there for 10 years now, but um, I'd been there for a couple of years and I'd been applying for the role that Brittany ended up getting and that we met each other on for like a year and a half and kept getting turned down from it. And so I was actually um, applying at other positions or other companies and going through interview process and trying to quit Otterbox because it's just like the role I wanted wasn't happening. And then it was like, they called me and was like, Hey, we actually want to bring you back into final round of interviews. And I was like, okay, if I don't get it this time, I'm totally quitting. And that was the moment that I got the job and Brit and I met Brit two days later. And wow. it was such an interesting thing that I was trying so hard to get into a different role or do something else. Or if I, if I was unhappy, I just wasn't being patient. Um, and that was just kind of a, a little moment of magic of like, wow, like who would have thought like when I was 23 years old, you could never have told me like, you're going to be married. You're going to live in Denver. She's going to be a pro athlete. You're going to own a cookie company. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, we, we met at work and we did long distance for the first year, just over the first year. Cause she was based in Chicago and I was based out in LA um, for this role, but we got very lucky in the situation that uh, with, with work, we got to travel every few weeks. And so we didn't have to go. I think the longest we ever went was a month without seeing each other. So we got, we were just very fortunate to have a situation like that. And then in 2016, um, we moved back to Denver, both taking on new roles within Otterbox. Um, and then Brick quit a, a year later when we, um, when we got married, but yeah, Otterbox brought us together. Careers brought us together. And then mm -hmm. careers allowed us, that same career has allowed us to support each other in our own paths, which is really neat. That's a really awesome story. I think that really speaks to, you know, things happening for a reason and not, like you said, not trying to force things to happen because I think that when things don't go your way or you don't get a job that you want or anything along those lines, it is really easy to feel discouraged. And I mean, people say all the time, like, things happen for a reason when a door closes, a window opens or whatever. And I think sometimes when you're in the thick of it, that's really hard to believe because it's just like, you can't really see the bright side of something while it's happening. Um, so I think hearing stories like that is really inspiring because it goes to show that in the future, like it'll all work out. Um, so Brittany, we were wondering if you could talk a little bit about, you have the persona, like the funny runner, and you also pursue acting and comedy, which I think is really amazing. And those are very different things. Um, our parents are runners, obviously, and we are actors and we don't mix. So it's really <laughs> cool that you do. Um, so could you just tell us a little bit about like what that is like pursuing two completely different paths and if there's any aspects of like one that helped you with the other. Totally. I think that's the fun part is they do go hand in hand more than I ever thought they would. So when I quit Otterbox, I was um, um, working at Otterbox, but I was running and then I was also doing improv comedy at nights and I was in shows and things like that in the evenings. And so it was obviously just a lot. And I knew that I loved running and I loved comedy I, when I was living in Chicago, I was studying at Second City and a couple improv theaters out there. And so I knew I just loved it. So when I quit, I remember telling Justin, I was like, okay, I have six months to be um, an Olympian, even though the Olympics were not that year. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to be an Olympian and I'm going to be an Academy Award winning actress slash comedian. And I have six months. Wow. <laughs> that was my like net. That was just my... Uh, my safety net of like, okay, if I'm not making any progress, I will, I will go back to what I'm doing. So, um, obviously that did not happen yet. Neither of those things yet. Um, but, um, it's been fun pursuing. So early in the first couple of years, I was doing both pretty full time. So I was training, racing, and then doing, I had actually my own one woman comedy show that I was doing. That was all about my running as well, but it quickly became a lot. And the thing that where the worlds often don't mix is that running, I love to be in bed by like 9 p.m. because I'm an old lady and um, shows often didn't start until 10 p.m. So um, I really had to kind of put some focus on what I wanted with running. But as things have started to evolve over the years, it's been fun to let myself, because um, originally when I quit, I was like, I'm the funny runner. I do acting, comedy, and running. And now it's kind of like, I'm just a funny person and I run. So that's kind of given me permission to 
take the funny part in any way that I want. So, um, for example, today and last night, I've been working very hard on a rap video um, of the presidential first ladies because that's what I've been thinking about on my runs this week. <laughs> um, so it's they've kind of like they kind of like mix and then they like split and then they mix and then they split. But I think the like comedy having a comedy background and acting background has just um, opened the door for creativity in my running and realizing that there's no like strict way I have to run. I can be super creative. I can bring characters into my running. I can bring singing into my running, um, you know, all of those different pieces. So I think it's definitely helped that. And then I take a lot of the principles that I learned in improv comedy about being present, saying yes to things um, into the running world and into my training. I think about that all the time. It's just like a, it's a wonderful practice to get out of your head when you're running and racing. So um, yeah, it's been a fun weird journey um with it but um who knows i'm like i always say like i'd love to bring my show back or like do another version of my show but um running takes so much time especially now that i'm traveling all over the world so um i'm happy to do that but i'm currently working on i have a dream that when i retire from running which i don't even know what that means uh that i will be on broadway so i'm currently working on my broadway dreams and that just means i take singing lessons every week and i sing all the time so, <laughs> um, so I'm like actively pursuing other dreams simultaneously, just like not less intensely, I would say. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I feel like that is amazing because there's a lot of people that we know and like we have a lot of different interests and I feel like there's kind of this expectation that you have to pick one career path and stick to it or like there's not time to pursue different things and I think I mean, we've kind of discovered that that's not true at all. Like we do a lot of different things that don't seem to go together, but then you learn that there's aspects of everything that you can bring to other things you do. And even if you just try something and realize that you don't like it, you still learn something from that experience. So I think that's really cool that you are able to just kind of go after your different dreams. And even if you have to put your priority on one that you can still focus on the others and let them kind of interact with each other and I think it's awesome that you're like taking singing lessons and pursuing your dream of being on Broadway and um you're not like this has to happen right now but like you might as well work at it and like Ashley might get mad at me for saying this but she <laughs> it's always been her dream to be on Broadway too and um she's lately been like I just really wish I could be in musicals but like I can't sing and I can't dance and it's too late for me but like it's not it's because not. I'm an old lady on Broadway my dream is actually to be an old lady on Broadway so I'm like <laughs> oh I have so much time and who cares like here's the thing is like this is what I mean like don't feel like you have to be the best right now like work towards it and that the work is the fun part like and even just watching my progress over the past year and a half because I was like I love to sing I can't sing but then I was like well I'm singing so I'm singing like I'm a singer like I can do it and then I have a vocal coach who works with me and it's like it's so fun like I think that's the thing too is like why am I doing this because I love it and it like I don't care that I'm not the world's best and I may never be, but I don't care. And I think like there's, there's time for everything. Um, there's this, uh, ski or, um, surfer, um, that he just won the like massive surfing, surfing competition. He's 50. Like it, it, it's just like, no, we have to just like keep pursuing dreams and goals, no matter what our age, like it's never, ever, ever too late. I think something that I've thought of too is because I get people to ask me, and I think Britt does too, of, of like, oh, I want to start a business. What should I do? And I was like, I don't know, because I wasn't trying to start a business. I just found something that was fun. And um, I do hear people say like, oh, well, I'm too old to start this, too old to start that. I think what I realized, you could take it with running, you could take it with Broadway, you could take it with cookie decorating. Even if you're not famous for it, it doesn't mean it's not going to be fun. Yeah. You can still have so much fun and express yourself and follow that passion and not be famous. And that is okay. And I think so many times we say, well, if I'm not going to be great at it, or if I don't have enough time to get great at it, why try? And that goes back to the beginning of like, if, if you don't try and explore, you really won't know what it's going to be. And for me with cookies, I wanted so bad to just like, to do it full time and just take off and like, that be my whole thing. And then this year I've realized I really do like my job at OtterBox and I do really like cookies. 
why am I trying to push one away? And so it's really just figuring out my time management has actually made both of them more fun and realizing like I'm not making more money in cookies, but it's okay because I'm not trying to be this, the best in the world right now. And, and allowing myself to accept that and realize that has just made the whole experience better. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is why I wanted to do it. Yeah. So uh, I think that's always something to think about. So Ashley, please go for Broadway. Yes. Go for Broadway. Do it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, I think that the most important thing is to just keep in mind that you should be doing things because they're fun and because you love it. And I mean, obviously you have to think about making money and being able to support yourself and your family. But at the same time, like, I think that a lot of people who have ambitions, like starting a business or being an actor or whatever, think like you have to be the most successful at it for it to be worth it. And I think like, I might never be on Broadway, but I can perform in community theater and that's just as fun or like, I Aspen and I teach a kids theater company and we do like summer camps and classes and that's like my favorite thing so sometimes I think like why did I waste so much time when I was younger doing musical theater when it wasn't gonna like be my career path but there's not just one path for anything so I think that for everyone who's listening to this they should just keep in mind that if you love something you should just keep doing it and you don't have to be amazing at it or be famous for it but just do it because it's fun because like that's the whole point of being alive is to have fun and yeah, yeah. You know, Brit was a triple major in college and none of those were running mm-hmm. you were a triple <laughs> major yeah uh it was Spanish international studies and history and now I run mm-hmm. and I make rap videos <laughs> <laughs> but it's I think I mean I mean you can speak to it more but like being a triple major in those three things are just things that you like. I loved it. And yeah. I look look back and I'm like, thank God I didn't get a business degree or something that, no offense to business people, I think that's <laughs> wonderful. Um, but that would not have brought me joy. I, it like made my college experience that I was learning about the history of Antarctica while then speaking Spanish. Like that was more important <laughs> to me. So I just feel like there's always a way, things always work out as long as you're being authentic to what you love and you're giving it your all in that moment um, is like, like that's, that's key. Speaking of when you were talking about like not feeling like you have to be the greatest or anything, is it ever difficult for you guys? Because like I know for us, since we're so close and we spend so much time together, it can be difficult when like one of us is really good at something and the other one isn't. And we're like, (laughs) I know you're really good at making popcorn and I make really good bread, but like when you make a really (laughs) good batch of popcorn and everyone loves it, then I feel bad because I can't do that. So do you guys ever like struggle with feeling like you can't, you aren't at the same level as the other one? Or is that, it's like so different that you don't really have that problem? Um, first of all, I need to come over because it sounds like your house is full of carbs. So <laughs> oh, it is. It is. You're welcome anytime. We're always looking for people to bake for. So Oh my God, sign me up. Yes. Um, well, I think from like the cookie perspective, we turned it into something funny. Because Justin, like, all of a sudden, he, like, was like, look at these cookies I made. And they're, like, outrageously good. And I, it was just bizarre. And I was like, okay, you're watching him put icing on cookies. And you're like, this cannot be that hard. Like, give me a break. Like this, And then we created Rookie Cookies because it was, like, I gave it a go. And it was so bad. Yeah, amateur cookies by a pro athlete. Is yeah. that kind of branded it? Oh, and it was, like, I was so bad at it. But it made it funny. And then it really, like, highlighted just how talented he is, but it never made me jealous. Cause I don't like, I have no desire to, to make cookies, not my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was like, we made it funny. Um, but although we've had a different, you've had a different experience with the running side. Yeah. I was gonna say, I, I mean, it still gives me a different perspective. I think with Brit being so, you know, experienced in running and all the years that she's been working on this skill, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Skill um, that she's gotten better. So when I started running, like I didn't like it and it just hurts a lot and like all these things, you know, and like for me, I would see her just run and it became so, I was so used to the fact that people ran at a sub six minute pace. Like that was normal to me. And then I'd try to get out there and nowhere close to that. But so it, it, it built a lot of respect for me of like the hard work she puts in every single day to get at the level that she is. And the same goes for cookies. Like she would kind of joke around and um, I think her doing the joke cookies or, or trying them and making them and really fun is like me going to run club. I can still go. I still have a good time, but I'm not trying to perform anything. I'm just there to enjoy it. And um, 
I think there are times where, I don't know, I think yeah, Britt and I, we do have such different things that that neither of us really want to be in this other position of. Um, I think it's really cool for me to be able to see and support her same way she sees and supports me with cookies in a way that we never really overlap in a negative way of like having envy of that. Because sometimes it'd be nice to get the attention that she gets at times because I love attention. But mm-hmm. then but then at the same time, I was like, but I'm not willing to go out there and run 24 miles and then go to the gym. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm just going to stay home and eat popcorn and bread. <laughs> but I think we had to, we had to like come to like have a, conversation about like you don't you don't actually enjoy running so you don't have to do it mm-hmm. and I think like sometimes you are in each other's worlds and it's like well they do this so I have to do it or I have to like it and it's like nope like I'm happy to eat cookies and like slap some icing on it and I'm good and Justin's like meticulously detailed and like doing all these layers and learning all about these things but that doesn't in any way fulfill me but what does fulfill me is that he's filling his cup and he's like doing what he loves to do. So I'm like, that's all I need is, you know, him to be doing what he loves. And then that makes me happy and vice versa. Like he doesn't need to be on a run with me. And in fact, like my whole entire world and day is about running. I don't really want to come home and then talk more about running with somebody else. Like I like that we have different things going on. So that way it's like gives us each a break from what we're so focused on um, that it actually really complements well. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I love that you just like embrace it so much in your perspective that realizing how hard what they do is like helps you appreciate it so much more. I think that's such an important perspective because I think it's so easy to just like be focused on yourself and be like, well, why am I not good at this? But um, it's important to like acknowledge the other person. And I think that's hard to do, but that's a really awesome perspective. I'm just curious what a typical day for you looks like for both of you, like with your careers, what, what do you do in a day? You'd think that I'm the one that's up early. I'm not, I am like sleeping, <laughs> like Justin gets up very early and works out. Um, and I am like sleeping in and then he'll come in like a ball full of energy <laughs> and he'll tell me every single move of his workout. And I'm like, bro, I have not even had a sip of coffee. Like I got to ease into my day. I got to sit with the cats and read my book for a little bit. Um, so our start of our day starts off very differently. Yeah. I get up. Yeah. I get up early and I don't have coffee. And then by the time she wakes up, I'm wide awake. I've been up for like an hour and a half and I was like, how'd you sleep? How'd everything go? What'd you dream about? Yeah. What Anything you want to talk cool? about? And then here's and, my workout. And- <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we start there. And then uh, I work Monday through Friday, eight to five, roughly. Um, you know, I have a decently flexible schedule with my role at Otterbox, but, um, but yeah, I mean, the majority of my days are taken up with work, with actual work and not cookies. Um, when I first started, part of me getting really stressed is I would like, every time I had a break in meetings, I would start making dough or start working on this and that. And then I just got too overlapping in my world and I got very stressed. So, um, I moved my, uh, home office upstairs. So it's not here in the kitchen. I used to have it like kind of over here and I just sit in the sit at the table. And then during my breaks, I would just walk to the kitchen and bake and do everything. And it was too much. So separating my life was very important for my having that structure, I guess, um, for me to just like work all day long. And then when I have a busy cookie time, it's usually like six, six thirty PM until sometimes 3 AM I do cookies, but I try to really get done around midnight or earlier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of like the average day for you. For and me. then, yeah, I'm up. Um, usually I, so I'm a running coach as well. So I'm usually checking training plans for my online athletes and then, um, run at least once a day. Um, usually sometimes most days, probably about twice a day. Um, and then I might have strength training or whatever. And then I'm just like eating as much as possible throughout the day. Like my day is basically like running and eating. And then (laughs) like afternoons, um, my days are just so random. Like I've got singing lessons one day, I've got dance class another day. I have, you know, things like that. And then we usually try to have dinner together. I mean, mm-hmm. that's important to us is to make sure that we are like with our craziness of our days that we're coming together and like having dinner together or watching some garbage on TV together, mm-hmm. like Love Island. No, I'm obsessed with Love uh, Island. It's a problem. Um, yeah, it's bad. And then I <laughs> love to go to bed at like eight thirty or nine is usually mm-hmm. my dream. Uh, so yeah, so we get some overlap throughout the day. Um, but it's nice that Justin works from home a decent amount. Cause then we get to 
like he usually has a meeting during my singing lessons. So like usually it's every single Thursday at two o'clock. Yeah. I have a meeting in my office is right next to her, uh, her a, office. I have an art room. Yeah. Oh gosh. It is so loud. It's great. But like my coworkers that I have this meeting with, it's the same people every week. And they're always like, Oh, we can hear Brit. <laughs> <laughs> and half of them already know her. So it's very fun. Yeah. Um, well, we'll wrap up soon. Cause I know we've monopolized a lot of your time, but we have a few more questions. Um, First of all, we have to ask because we are a little bit starstruck talking to you guys because two of our favorite things are Disney and watching baking shows. And Brittany, you won the Dopey Challenge in 2022. And Justin, you were on um, a Food Network baking show. So we were wondering if you could both tell us a little bit about those experiences. Sure, I could start because yeah. it's a little short. So, um... Yeah, when I started baking in 2019, it was November of 2019 is my the very first time I made a cookie. And uh, and we've got that the set framed. I think when I hit one year with the business, Brittany framed it and put it in the kitchen where I bake. And um, But I didn't know, I had no idea it was going to turn into what it was. And three months into baking, actually it was, it was a couple of weeks after that first initial thing, I turned on the, the TV and the Christmas Cookie Challenge show was on Food Network. And I had no idea that was a show. I didn't know there were a world of people who decorate cookies and I just, it, it just furthered my love for this world of, I'm, I'm a cookier is what we call ourselves, like a baker, but a cookier. And I was like, wow, there's a world of cookiers. So um, I have always done a thing where if I see somebody on Instagram or social media or something, who's doing something really, really amazing, it doesn't matter how many followers they have. It doesn't matter if they have a blue check mark or not. I will send them a message if I have a question for them. And so, for example, there was somebody on this show that the way they layered the cookies was really cool. And so I just found them on Instagram and I was like, Hey, I was like, I just made my first set of cookies. I saw how you did that. Would you help me learn that? Like, would you give me a couple tips and tricks for that technique? Um, I was like, I really loved watching you do it. Really cool. Excited for our journey. And that person, his name is Pete and he, um, PD cakes is what he goes by. His cookies are phenomenal. He's amazing Beyonce cookies, shameless plug. Uh, but, uh, he, uh, basically he reached out and was like, thank you so much. Like that was a fun experience and he referred me to the show and the show reached out and I auditioned and all that stuff. And three months after I started baking is when I, when we filmed that show. So wow. I had only been doing it for a few months. I was like, what am I, what did I get myself into? Um, but I will say working with the Food Network was such an incredible experience. They, um, it was, uh, we filmed in May of 2020. That's so sarcastic. this is our cat, sorry. Um, so it was like very, very COVID time. And we're also figuring out what what's the world is going to look like. And Food Network was just, it was a cool experience. Like being on TV was crazy. I've never sweat so much in my whole life. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but it was just a really special moment that I allowed myself, it allowed me to believe in myself. You know, I, I was having fun with the cookies. And then when this whole opportunity came in, I was like, okay, I can be a player in this world. I can have some fun in this. And if I work hard, I know that I can uh, achieve some of the things that I've seen my peers in the cookie world achieve. And so for me, it was a very, very beautiful, like spark moment of, I can do this. Yeah. Disney is everything. I'm a Disney <laughs> freak at heart. Uh, I love all things Disney. Um, so I'd run, I'd run a few races at run Disney in the past and, um, different circumstances led me to, um, running the dopey challenge last year. And I ran it in costume each race. So it was four races every day in a row. It was a 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon. Um, and my whole approach, my whole reason for doing it was like, I want to go do something hard. I want to be in costume. I want to be at Disney. And I just want to see what can happen. So I had no intention of going in to win all of them. Um, it, you know, happened. It was awesome. But the whole experience and the people that I've gotten to meet because of it are just amazing. I had a runner today who ran the princess half marathon. It was her first half marathon ever. And I'm like, that's, that was worth the whole experience of dopey, like getting to meet people like that, getting to help them with their journeys. Um, she met you through dopey and then you start coaching mm -hmm. her, right? Yeah. yeah. So like the Disney community, it's like a whole bunch of weirdos, but in like a wonderful way, like they're just like the most wonderful weirdos, but they're my people. And so, um, that was like the coolest part, like getting to race was of course epic. Cause you're running through all the, the magic kingdom and like all Disney property, but, um, the people that have just, I've been able to connect with have just been like, so awesome. From an, from an outsider perspective and Britt probably won't say this about herself cause she's a little too humble, but we went to Disney this year in January for the Dopey Challenge again, just to support and just to like run and cheer or we didn't run at all. We just cheered and being the 
on the sideline watching Brit cheer. Brit never left the side. She was she lost her voice. She was cheering eight hours straight, two days in a row. We were there, and the amount of people that stopped when they recognized her was just incredible. And they would they would stop me like, oh my gosh, can I get a selfie? And I heard so many times, this is my first dopey challenge. I'm doing it because I saw you do it last year, and you're so inspiring. I got to hear that story a lot and Britt heard it right to her face, but getting to see that just, it, it really tells the story of like running four days in a row, four different distances, running the Disney races. That was the object, but the impact that Brittany was able to have and, and Disney does an amazing job putting those on. It's, it was so much bigger than what she just went there to do that I think is just such a cool element that and for the fact that she loves Disney so much, it was just kind of a really neat, like situation that keeps yeah. growing and keeps inspiring people which is neat i love that i mean i think i already said this but i just love that you guys embrace the fun so much of it and both of you it sounds like you went into these things just like for the experience and um we ran the disney half marathon that was our first half marathon and only they oh. probably won't do another one again because <laughs> it was really hard but Never um, I, I bet you're addicted yeah, we'll see. I'm sure that at some point I will end up doing it, even though I say I won't now. But um, it was just like a really amazing experience. And I think I can imagine like for other people seeing you do it could, would just be so inspiring. Also, our parents met at Disney World. So our family is like the biggest Disney freaks ever. Oh, cool. Okay, uh, what are your favorite Disney movies? Um, we really like Christopher Robin, the Winnie the Pooh one that came out a couple years yeah. ago. We were on a Disney cruise when it came out, so we got to watch it in like the theater on the cruise. Oh, epic. Aspen's obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I am. Yeah. my celebrity crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our theater company is doing a production of Winnie the Pooh with like little kids that we're starting on Wednesday, and we're so excited because it's going to be really cute. What's your favorite Disney movie? Um, probably Frozen 2, uh, mm-hmm. currently. Mm-hmm. And Encanto and Coco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are all yeah. <laughs> I think mine uh, is Hercules mm-hmm. uh, and Toy Story. Yeah. Those are my and two. And you love Cars. Oh, and Cars. Cars 1 mm-hmm. and Cars 3. I didn't really care for Cars 2. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I started doing cookies, uh, I was like, I need to watch something. Probably three times a week, I would watch Cars. <laughs> Wow. Because like, animated movies, you don't really need to watch them because there's not a lot of body language like you would see in a soap opera show or something like that. You're where it's like, soap no, I don't know why soap opera came out. <laughs> um, I meant to say like, I meant to say sitcom, but soap opera came out. When I'm watching very intense documentaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think in, in a lot of actor-based uh, film and stuff, there's a lot of silent moments that tell a lot about a person or a character or story. And you don't really get that in Disney movies. So I can just put them on in the background and uh, and just do cookies. So cars was yeah, cars is up there for sure. Awesome. Those are good ones. Yeah. Um, all right, our last two questions that we ask everybody is first of all, do either of you have an inspirational quote that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah. Slightly quote, slightly short thing. I don't know. So I heard it, uh I'm a big Peloton writer, so I can't take credit, but uh one of the one of my favorite instructors, he talked about uh, a bottle of water. He's like, so if you go to the grocery store, a bottle of water is like a dollar. If you go to the gym, it's like $3. If you go to um, on an airplane, it's going to be $5. But what you realize is the product itself doesn't change, but the value of the, the surrounding does. And so he's talking about like surround yourself with the best people because you don't have to change yourself. Maybe you just change your environment to add more value. Wow. Um, and it was, that's really nice. Yeah. I really liked it. Oh. So yeah. So it's, yeah, just be, just be the water that you are. Wow. There it is. Wow. Yeah. That was special uh I guess in my like piggybacking out I always just say own your weird like own it so hard and don't be afraid like there's always gonna be somebody that's gonna like love how weird you are I found this girl I have to I'll have to find her handle but I started following this girl on Instagram who does Jim Carrey um (laughs) like impersonations and I watched her for like an hour because I loved she just went full throttle committed to just being over the top weird and I was like so inspired so that's why i'm making my first ladies rap video because it i'm like i don't care like i'm this is over the top weird and those people that are super weird are way more interesting to me than um like plain like i'm gonna get a rainbow vanilla ice rainbow ice cream sprinkles and all the things versus vanilla um like and that's more exciting to me so own your weird 
I love that. I'm a big believer in sprinkles, so I love that too. <laughs> there should be sprinkles on everything. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then our last question is, if you guys could each have an identical twin, do you think that you would want one? I kind of do. So I have, um, my sister is 10 years older and I call her my twinsie because we do look alike, but we mm -hmm. say that we were in the uterus at the same time, but I overbaked. Like I didn't want <laughs> <laughs> um, So she's kind of my, like I call her my twinsie because she's kind of my um, other person. So I kind of have one. We just uh, were separated at birth for like 10 years. Yeah, I think I would definitely want one. Um, our next door neighbor is one of my best friends and, uh, he has a twin sister and just seeing, and I've known a handful of friends that have, you know, twin siblings and just the connectivity that, or like, just like the best friendship that I, I think I see, it's like goes deeper than sibling. And I think it's so cool. And so I'm, I'm one of three kids. I have two older sisters, so I don't have another brother or anything. And, um, I don't know. I Do you it, think your cool. twin would be called Dustin? Justin and Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> The probably just name was Justin, both. Both of us were Justin. Yeah, but spelled differently. Yeah, one, one is a Y. <laughs> yeah, one with a Y. <laughs> it's so amazing. That's a great that's idea. Amazing. That wouldn't confuse anybody. Yeah. If we have twins, that's what we're going to name them. Justin yeah. and Justin, but especially if they're girls. Yeah. And we'll do we Justin. do that. Yeah. We'll hold you to that now. Now it's it's on record. So. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Um, I am going to hold you on record that I want you to put sprinkles in your bread from now on. Okay. Oh, you that, should. That'd yeah, be fun. that's a good idea. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much yeah, for doing this. You. This was really amazing and it was so great talking to you guys and you're both so inspirational. Um and yeah, we just really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. We love um the energy that you guys have and we just wish you nothing but the best and just putting just put every put all the like put all the eggs in your own baskets, like just go for what you want and know that like, look to the people that have done it before. Cause that's like how I keep going is seeing like, well, this person's done it. So like I could do it cause it's been done. So it's not impossible. So um, enjoy all of your semester off and keep kicking butt. We can't wait to like follow and hear all the things that are, that are going on. Well, thank you guys again so much for doing this. It was a pleasure talking to you. And thank you to all of our listeners out there. Don't forget to subscribe for more from the Summers Twins and listen in next week for another episode of It's a Twin Thing. Bye! Bye.